0: Into another slice of beef ladies and gentlemen I'm your host Angus Hout on today we have uh, Brittany Burge who is just about to graduate from journalism a school university. <laughs> university yeah so <laughs> we got all that on today and uh, yeah this uh, episode is brought to you by Grandma Bear's Home Baking which is an aisle seven of the Old Strathcona Farmers Market in beautiful Edmonton Alberta Canada so if you happen to be up here in Edmonton Get on over to Grandma Bear's, get yourself a butter tart, get some cookies. Uh, She won't be back in the market till the 9th, but she deserves some time off. So go back to the market on the 9th and get yourself some butter tarts. So Brittany, how are you doing?
1: I'm good, thank you. How are you?
0: I'm doing fabulous today. Thank you so much for being on. I'm real stoked to have you. Great,
1: yeah. Thank you for having me. Yeah,
0: well, so uh, yeah, you're graduating in the spring from university?
1: yep yeah, i think so I actually it might be the fall i have to do my practicum but it is coming up next year
0: okay cool yeah no, i totally well, i kind of half understand getting that practicum it was such a pain during this pandemic yep
1: definitely
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's I sp- okay yeah i spent three months like just sending out emails I was like please someone and so many yeah. emails <laughs> or unanswered emails like,
1: exactly
0: oh. <laughs> But shout out to the guys in Lloyd Minster who gave me a job. Um, So, are you nervous? (laughs) Are you nervous about going into that? uh, Into the market Um, right now? I
1: I don't think so. I'm more excited. Um, I am a little bit, I guess, the nerves will pass once I actually have a practicum to go to. Once I find one, I'll be okay. But I'm mostly just excited to kind of move on to something new and bigger and kind of get some more hands on experience, I think.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, what got you into um, journalism and writing?
1: Well, uh, I've actually been doing like I've been so into writing for probably like my whole life. I, it's just been always one of my best subjects in school, and it's always been something I've loved to do. Like, whether it's poetry or songs or like news stories. Whatever it is, I'm always excited to write. Um, And I had an assignment in grade 7 that was to make a magazine, and I made a snowboarding magazine, and they're like, yeah, I think I want to be a journalist. So (laughs) I've known for a very long time.
0: Yeah, you just kind of figured it out. It's awesome when you figure it out that young. Yeah, it's
1: great. (laughs) I was really happy, relieved, because I suck at math,
0: so I was like, I can't do that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I feel that. Um, <laughs> okay, so you, like, you made up a snowboarding, uh, magazine, uh, where's your favorite place to go boarding?
1: Uh, I would have to say Lake Louise. Um, it's so gorgeous, and they have such a great park, and they always have these, like, their trees are so nice to go into, and they have usually pretty good snow, um, and there's the back side and the front side, so it's just so massive, and you can, like, uh, you can really like spend a whole day snowboarding rather than actually on the lifts because i know a lot of ski hills are just you go down so fast and then you're just stuck on lifts all day yeah. so lake louise is way better for that and i love their whole setup really
0: yeah lake louise is honestly my favorite even as a skier just like you hit those good days in the back side of that mountain so good
1: yeah, I know it's great, and they have like the best bagel skins when their restaurant is open. Oh my gosh, I'd love those things.
0: <laughs>
1: it's so good. I haven't had
0: the bagel skin, so maybe I'll have to throw, try them out next time.
1: You absolutely do. They're in that little restaurant that's like up the stairs in the chalet. It's uh, so good. I hope they still have them after all of this because
0: they are unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> good to know. Thanks for like that, because I never would have thought you're to go very out welcome. There. <laughs> Usually I'm the dweeb who's like, well, I'll spend $8 on a beer, no problem.
1: <laughs> yeah, honestly, same. That kind of comes with it, but that's okay.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, You'd really pay the price for uh, skiing, snowboarding. It's not in the lift ticket, it's in the food.
1: Very true, yeah. We <laughs> usually try to bring out um, a barbecue and we'll set up uh, just a little, like an area on our trucks and tailgates and stuff like that, and then we can cook our own food and have a couple beers and stuff and and get back onto the hill whenever we want, but sometimes we like to treat ourselves and get some bagels.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, so what is your dream job when you get into the journalism world?
1: Uh, I would have to say... It's kind of, I'm kind of torn. I want to... I have so many like hobbies, so it's hard for me to pick. Um, but I would say travel journalism, but I also want to do music journalism. So if I could do music journalism while I'm traveling, that would kind of be like perfect that'd be the all-time goal and then i also kind of want to write books on the side so yeah i just mostly music slash travel journalism and then having time to write for myself as well is
0: the goal Oh, that's a that's an extensive list that's uh pretty impressive though i love it
1: i hope it happens <laughs> i don't know it <laughs> like if I can make it happen but I'm gonna try
0: <laughs> just gotta find a local band be like hey you guys are going traveling and I'm gonna write about everything
1: yeah exactly I should just make someone do that that'd be perfect
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so like while you were in school what's the coolest interview that you've gotten to do
1: oh um I got to interview USS um, I got to interview Ashley from that band and that was really cool and i've also gotten to interview some local bands like black mastiff which was awesome um there's someone uh, yeah there's like i've i work with my school's magazine the griff and they've really given me a lot of great opportunities and i've gotten to go to like shows and stuff like that because of them and i also got to interview This really great outdoorsman. Um, I won't share his name because I don't (laughs) know. I don't have permission, but uh, he was really, really interesting, and that was a great interview just because I learned so much about camping. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, there's been a lot of really, really nice people.
0: Yeah, do you find it's there's a lot more nice people to deal with than there's people that are kind of assholes, if one could say. Yeah.
1: No. Definitely. Absolutely, everyone has been, maybe I've just been lucky, but I've had a lot of really great interviewees and they've like sat by while I have technical difficulties or whatever and <laughs> yeah, all, everyone's so nice.
0: Yeah, oh man, yeah, that's the worst when you've discovered you have a technical issue like going right into it or halfway through things just shut off, you're like, oh, shoot.
1: <laughs> I know, it gives me like a heart attack every time. Yeah. It's the worst. Actually, with when I was interviewing a guy from USS, my... He we had got our times mixed up. Like he was Eastern Standard Time and I was Mountain Standard Time, so I thought he was calling like an hour later, and I was in the middle of class. And then I had to like run out of class, borrow my friend's phone to record our conversation, and uh, then the recording almost didn't save. I almost had a heart attack. Awful, but then it all worked out in the end. And he was very nice about me, like scrambling for two minutes to try to find somewhere quiet and my cueing to talk to him. <laughs> 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 that, that was a nightmare, but I learned to always make sure that you're talking about the same time zone. So that was a good lesson. <laughs> yeah. I've learned that one the
0: hard way too. I had some guys from luckily it was just, you know, my end where I was two hours early showing up to the interview rather than being two hours late. But yeah, it's super frustrating. Like, uh, please just something go right. Totally. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <sighs> um, what's the hardest thing you've had to do a report on? Um, uh... I feel like I've done,
1: the past four years have kind of flown by, so give me one second to think about All that. Right. <laughs> uh, I guess one of the hardest things, um, hmm. well, I guess it's been pretty easy so far because I haven't, like, you usually get to pick, give a lot of freedom. Yep. Um, maybe... don't know if this counts but I wrote a short story that got published in our that's getting published in our McEwan Bolochai collective that's coming out soon here in like spring I want to say and it was about grief and loss and all of that so that was kind of hard to write about because it was all personal and talking about things that have happened to me so that was difficult for me to write because I don't usually write about myself so that was a little bit tough and especially the topic was kind of hard oh and then another I had to do a personal essay for a class and about hardships as well that was difficult to talk about but only makes you grow yeah so it wasn't the worst thing yeah
0: (laughs) (laughs) um so like uh when you were planning on going to school did you ever have anyone you know um say like you're gonna be a part of the fake news or any of that stuff or even (laughs) as it's come up
1: (laughs) all the time (laughs) anytime anybody ever asks me what i do in school i never want to answer because i know that they're gonna say fake news or they're gonna be like isn't journalism dying (laughs) and i always have to like defend it and my career choices and i'm like no like fake news isn't all news. They have to go into this like long explanations about what fake news actually is. And then talking about why journalism isn't dying, but it happens every time. And then usually everyone says it in like a joking manner. If there's no one that's been like outright aggressive, <laughs> except for some people on Facebook. One time I had to reach out to a Facebook group to ask if anybody would be willing to talk about winter camping. And then I got it so roasted. They were like, Oh, you're just trying to like write fake news and tr- put a bad name on camping and it didn't make any sense i just didn't reply because like i couldn't argue with them because they weren't making any sense but (laughs) it's been like relatively people are pretty nice about like when they hear my profession they'll joke around but no one's actually seriously been like you're in a bad profession you should try something else
0: (laughs) yeah no one was trying (laughs) to get out of the pipelines i had probably eight or nine guys oh you're gonna join the fake news like yeah that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to just do exactly
1: that. Yeah. I'm just here to watch the world burn. It's fine. It's fine.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So obviously it's pretty annoying when you hear the fake news cycle or term anyways.
1: Yeah. It's, it's definitely a little bit frustrating because I was in school when Trump, like the whole election thing was going down and, then fake news became popular, so in all of my classes, that's all we talked about for a very long time, but it was good to learn about, honestly, because it helped me learn how to discern what's real and what's fake, like how like how to make sure that the sources I'm reading are reliable, and then that's helped me kind of help my friends and family, like if they send me something, they'll always be like, is this real, like, no, it's not real, that's satirical, or that's just like a fake site, don't, don't listen to that. So I've been able to help other people, which is nice.
0: Yeah, that's always a great time when you can help them figure out, like, you know, there's a lot of crap out there. And it's, you know, for an average person, it's hard to decipher what's real and what's not.
1: It's true. Like, uh, most of the things off Facebook aren't great. and But that seems to be where a lot of people get their news from. And I always have to be like, no, don't go to Facebook. It's not, that's not what you want. No.
0: <laughs> but, yeah, so, well,
1: I think people are learning because... I don't know. I think they just have to. So I think people are getting better
0: at it. Yeah. Well, it's nothing more frustrating for me anyways when I see someone post an opinion article and it's like, wait, no, that's not real news there, buddy. That's just someone's opinion. Yeah, totally. (laughs)
1: Totally.
0: (laughs) Um, What do you think is going to separate you from uh, other journalists?
1: Hmm. Uh, (laughs) uh, I guess... I feel like I don't like there's nothing that really scares me like I'll do anything so like I could be a pretty adventurous person and I feel like that could really help me with my career because if someone tells me to like skydive or swim sharks or like anything I would never say no like I'd just be excited that I got the opportunity to like do something like that yeah so I feel like that would be one of the things that could help me get a job is if when people see that I'm willing to
0: try anything to write about it. (laughs) Right on. Yeah. Uh What do you think is going to be your I made it uh, moment?
1: Oh, hmm. I don't know. Um, I guess if I, once I can buy a house and <laughs> just, like, maybe go on, like, a vacation once a year, like, at least, um, then I feel like I'll be comfortable in my career. Uh, or if somebody... Uh, yeah, I think that probably actually be the mo- the biggest thing. And then I guess if I get any kind of rewards or or awards, sorry, for journalism, that I feel like that would help me feel like I've made it in my career. I think.
0: Yeah, no, that's a fair yeah. answer. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Not- <laughs> I think that's about all I can think of. Or I guess if there's some other like journalists to reach, if they were to reach out to me and they were really good, then I feel like I would be more confident about myself if they liked my work then that would be nice
0: <laughs> hopefully uh, one day <laughs> yeah what's like your ideal city to end up in if you like had to settle down in one area
1: that's really hard um, <laughs> but I think I want to eventually live in Cochrane because I like to be really close to the mountains and I also was born in Calgary so i I've always kind of wanted to go back to a Calgary area. And I also like Okotoks, but if I could, if I was going to live somewhere outside of Canada, I think I'd pick maybe New Zealand, mm-hmm. um, or I really enjoyed Peru, but I don't think I could stay there for like, my entire life, maybe just a couple years, maybe somewhere South America. Yeah. But I think if I were to place, like pick a spot to live for the majority of my years, I would pick Cochrane or maybe somewhere in BC. I'm very undecided.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just take wherever. There's a lot
1: of cool places.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. that's the cool thing about like your early years of journalism. You have no idea where you're gonna end up. You're just gonna be there. Yeah,
1: exactly. Like one of the requirements of journalism is to be able to move around.
0: So that's all good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's super scary. Like I've got two jobs lined up within the next three months. Of like, how am I moving back to Manitoba again?
1: That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Good for you,
0: though. Oh, yeah. Well, this is the third time going, well, should be the third time going back to Manitoba, assuming everything goes right with it.
1: (laughs) Crazy. And how do you, do you enjoy Manitoba? I
0: love Manitoba. It's so underlooked. Like, I miss the mountains and my family, obviously. But overall, Manitoba is so underlooked and so nice there. All right,
1: I'll have to check it out one day. I've never
0: really been to Manitoba. No one's really been to Manitoba. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's not like on the list, you're like, okay, we can go to BC, the East Coast, maybe check out Ontario, but uh screw Saskatchewan on Manitoba. <laughs> <laughs> that's <laughs> funny. Yeah, uh, that's a fair point. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <sighs> but yeah, no, once you get outside the out of Winnipeg, uh, it's going east towards Ontario. It's a gorgeous country. In in the north too, it's just prime time. Right, I yeah. bet. So Uh, um so okay so without getting like super political like major news networks Mm -hmm. are you know very left bias or right biased. um so would you ever kind of like consider working for them or would you rather do an independent thing um well that's
1: a good question i'm kind of i've thought about this a lot um i think when i'm starting out it wouldn't be bad to go to a big a bigger company just because it would be good experience um, and I think they just accept more interns um, but then eventually when I'm going into my career I would rather do a, a smaller publication or a independent thing for sure because I don't want to be forced into a certain opinion I have a lot of different opinions so I can't really force my writing to be something that it's not I guess I would say
0: yeah no that's totally understandable it's yeah it's hard when you have to kind of give up those freedoms for a few years and you know, almost yeah. fake it
1: yeah definitely so I don't want to I would like to since I'm new I have credibility like I don't have any stories that have damaged my career yet so I'd like to keep it that way for as long, <laughs> long as I can <laughs>
0: yeah absolutely <laughs> <laughs> yeah you say one dumb thing and it's game over from there on out <laughs>
1: quick
0: so i'm like oh i'm gonna try to like just lay low yeah <laughs> want to lay low but you also want to be seen it's such a hard i know totally i know it's a weird line to walk it really
1: is we'll see how it goes <laughs>
0: <laughs> um all right so enough of the heavy nonsense um why do you think travel so important
1: uh, I think it's really important just to learn about other cultures and see other things that helps expand your knowledge of the world and understanding of other people. So I feel like it's just mostly important to be more aware of things that are bigger than yourself, if that makes sense. I think I worded that kind of weird, but I just believe it's important to kind of build a well-rounded character and it makes i found like when i travel it makes me more humble and appreciative of what i have and makes me realize that like how small you are kind of in a way uh so yeah there's just so many benefits that come with traveling yeah and yeah it's
0: so important (laughs) (laughs) yeah it definitely is i i totally respect that uh viewpoint because yeah you don't realize how small you are until you're out somewhere else you're like you're you know for me it was like downtown brisbane midnight you're like oh no i'm so small and i'm so vulnerable but after the fact you're like eh, it's not that bad but it's still super scary because no one knows you and if you go missing well that's just it yeah
1: that's yeah. <laughs> too, for sure so, so it's definitely <laughs> risky sometimes but yeah I, I think
0: it's worth it uh what's the most important thing you have learned uh while traveling
1: Um. Okay. Actually, there was this uh one time I was uh walking down the main squares of Lima in Peru, and I was watching this woman cleaning like the streets and working, and I saw her stare. Like she stopped working for a moment and stared at this really pretty dress that was inside, and it looked really expensive. And she just stared at it for two minutes, and then she kept working and i might be reading too much into it but i just it made me like so uh, i just respected her so much about how hard she was working and i feel like she's been through i don't know it was just a weird moment where i like felt so connected to this stranger and i just felt so much respect for her work ethic and then all over peru like these hard-working people are everywhere and i was trying like not to be a mindless tourist like we'd go places That are kind of on the road less traveled, and we try food that was maybe not recommended, but we would go to areas that there weren't any tourists or anything like that. But I just seeing how hard some people work has really made me like determined to work harder myself, like to stop, like get off my ass kind of and be a bit more determined and less lazy, I suppose. So that's probably one of the biggest things I've learned in traveling.
0: Yeah. No, that's awesome. Um, so, okay. Um, so where has been your favorite place to travel to? Um,
1: I really liked Cusco in Peru. Uh, Bolivia was really cool because we did Death Road there and biked down the, yeah, Death Road in Bolivia, which was really awesome. Um, and, yeah, I guess probably I would have to, Oh, it's hard. Um, I haven't been, like, to a crazy amount of places, but Peru just, it really was amazing, and I love South America culture, and, like, Hispanic culture is really, really amazing to me. But then it's also about the company, and my family and I, we always went to BC, like, to Christina Lake, and we always have the most fun there. So it's definitely also about the company when I'm thinking about my favorite place, but I'd have to say either peru or christina lake i suppose even though it's just like 10 hours away
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah um so tell me about the death road
1: oh um it's one of the most dangerous roads in the world when you're i feel like driving on it when on the bike it was fine but uh a lot of people have passed away but we always stopped at these memorials when we were biking down uh but it goes through a rainforest and it's quite beautiful um and you end up kind of through a town i'm actually i have no clue what this town was called but we were driving through or biking through this little town and then at the end of the day you just eat some food and yeah i'm sorry i don't even know how to explain it it was uh it was just so beautiful you kind of start up top on this big it wasn't quite a mountain but it was a very big hill and then you stop start up there and then you go down and then you're riding on pavement for a while but then you go on to the actual death road and uh then you have people kind of spaced out telling you where to slow down because like there's cliffs everywhere and there's not railings or anything like that so you could definitely go over and there was a couple people that got very beat up <laughs> everyone was fine and um to start actually the best thing about death road was to start off the trip we all had to take a shot. I have no clue what this alcohol was, but it was like 98%. And you had to take a shot, pour some on your bike, and then pour some to the Pachamama, which is like Mother Earth in their culture, which is really cool. It was a interesting experience, but it was just to kind of ask for a safe journey. You had to offer some booze. So it was kind of a blast. It was a nice little ritual and an even better day.
0: Yeah. So was it just like a one-day bike trip or was it a multiple days
1: yeah it was just one day um it was i'm not even sure how many hours but we definitely started we got into a bus at like 4 a.m and uh didn't get home until late and about like all of our our forearms were so sore after driving down it was brutal but it was definitely a really cool experience and i would suggest it to anybody it's and it's not hard as long as you know how to ride a bike you could do it
0: Alright, so head down to Peru once uh, the pandemic's over, eh?
1: Yep, get there, it's great. Right <laughs> <on>. <laughs> I
0: would um,
1: highly recommend.
0: <laughs> uh, where are you planning on traveling to once the pandemic's over?
1: Um, I'm really, really wanting to go to Greece, because I've never actually been to Europe. I was supposed to go, but then things happened and I couldn't go. <laughs> um, but I would love to go to Europe but Greece, I've always
0: really wanted to see, um, oh my gosh, I'm sorry, I'm forgetting what it's called, the volcano that erupted. Oh, Pompeii.
1: Thank you, yes. I want to see Pompeii so bad. I just think it's so interesting. Um, and I also really want to go to Scotland and Iceland. There's so many places, so little time. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I think my top three are Greece, Scotland, and Iceland.
0: Well, I'll highly suggest Greece. I loved it there, and especially Pompeii was so cool. Like, 10 out of 10.
1: Yeah, I would love to see that. Yeah. Oh, it looks so interesting. I just love, I love history, so it's very, I love to, like, see that kind of monuments and that kind of, like, archaeological stuff. It's so cool.
0: Yeah, and Greece was the best country to go to for, once you want to get away from the tourist stuff, and you could really experience it. The Greeks loved Canadians
1: yeah <laughs>
0: Perfect. Yeah. the americans we, we went with the 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 greeks were like nope no deals for you guys they'd hear my accent and they'd be like oh yeah yeah come in come in good deals i'm like all right uh, nat- i love that that's so fun my <laughs> nationality is the best <laughs> okay
1: i will definitely announce that i'm canadian <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> i think they used to listen for the accents at this point
1: <laughs> yeah i thought
0: hey maybe it's just because i got never s- feel
1: like i sound canadian but then I always, like, get asked if I'm from Canada, and I'm like, yes, Yes. and they can see how pale I am,
0: and then they're like, you're definitely from Canada. Oh, yeah. Well, that was the best thing about going to New Zealand, is every now and then I'd bump into a Canadian, and they'd just, uh, like, wouldn't even talk to them, they'd just be like, hey, are you from Canada? I'm like, oh, of course I am there, and then, you know, you could be from totally different (laughs) sides of the political spectrum, totally different sides of the country, and yet you still have that commonality of, like, I am Canadian. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah absolutely love it um so obviously you lost out on the europe trip did you lose out on any others
1: um well what i couldn't go to the europe trip because i uh, tore a bunch of ligaments in my leg after playing some basketball in high school in grade 12 so i lost out on that and then a lot of like snowboarding and hiking trips that i wanted to do um but actually, I'm honestly, I'm not even mad about it because if I didn't tear my ACL, I would have been able to go to Peru probably. Because then instead of like going to Europe, I went to Peru instead, and that was unchaperoned for a month rather than like going to Europe for ten days with teachers. So I feel like I got kind of it happened for a reason. Um, but I was sad about all the snowboarding and hiking that I missed out on with just my friends and family. But I would just kind of go anyway and sit in the chalet and hang out there, like read, do homework, have a lot of beer, and then just kind of wait for everybody to get back, <laughs> just so I could be in the mountains still. So it wasn't like actually the worst thing, but definitely inconvenient.
0: Oh, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. uh, what did the pandemic teach you about yourself?
1: Um, actually, it, I don't. It taught me quite a bit. I feel like this year really made me take my hold myself accountable for how I treat myself almost like it made me exercise more it made me kind of like more concerned about my own mental well-being Um, and maybe more organized and it made me kind of reach out to family members more and just make sure that they're doing okay or friends so I think it really held me accountable for my actions (laughs) (laughs) which was good Yeah, I needed more exercise and routine in my life, and pandemic definitely brought me that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, How did you kind of keep your mental health up during this time? Because it was pretty tough.
1: Yeah, uh, well, I definitely started exercising more and eating better, which I thought really helped, and trying to go outside as much as I could just for walks, or actually just walks, really. Um, And then... Whenever I had classes, I would try to do yoga in between my classes. Like, if I had a 10-minute break, I would just do 10 minutes of easy yoga or something like that just to get me out of my chair and, like, not staring at my computer for eight hours straight. Um, and then also I talked to a therapist a few times just to, like, kind of just have help organizing my thoughts, which I think more people should do because, you know, they're around and very very helpful (laughs) yeah so that definitely helped me as well because I find uh sometimes it's hard to like admit that something is isn't right in for me anyway I have a hard time admitting that things aren't going as well as I want them to so the therapy really helped me organize those thoughts which was great
0: yeah yeah no it's the one thing I preach all the time is go just do therapy even if you don't need to even if you don't think you do need it it's it's so good.
1: Yeah, it unlocks the doors, that's for sure. It really does. <laughs> You're like, oh, man. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, yeah, you feel very exposed, but it's good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a good exposure. <laughs> exactly. Um, what's uh, the what's favorite thing about where you live?
1: Uh, well, I'm currently... Over like, the past couple weeks, I've been at my parents' house, but I'm in Edmonton, usually. Um... At my parents' house, it's really quiet and in the country, and it's beautiful around here, a small little community, and there's ice fishing right, like, five minutes away, so that's great. Um, but then in Edmonton, I really like being closer to my brother, and I like being kind of downtown. Like, it's, it's nice to just be able to walk somewhere to, that I need. I can't, like here, it's half an hour to go get groceries, but then when I'm in Edmonton, I can just walk to get groceries, which is great. And I have more friends, actually, I suppose, out in the country. But yeah, I think Edmonton is nice to kind of get away from parents, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I love my parents. They're great people. But sometimes I feel like I need a break from them and they need a break from me. <laughs> so that's nice as a well. But yeah, I think Edmonton, one of my favorite things is just the accessibility of everything. Yeah. That's one of the
0: best parts. Yeah, you don't realize how nice it is until you get to the city. You're like, "Oh, I literally only need to take two minutes to go to the grocery store. This is amazing." I know, it's
1: awesome. But then when you're out here, you have to like plan a whole day because you're like, "Okay, well, if I'm going to the grocery store, I might as well go get this done and this done." And it's never like a five, like an hour trip. Even it's always like a whole day.
0: Yeah. Yeah, just exhausted by the end. I was like, wow, that was my one day off this week. Thanks, everyone.
1: Exactly. <laughs> yeah, and I hate shopping, so I always drag my feet, and it could be way less painful if I like just like picked up and did it, but I never do that because it's so boring. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, you said you go fishing, uh, like ice fishing. What's the biggest fish you've pulled?
1: Oh, gosh. Um, definitely nothing crazy. I went sturgeon fishing with my family in B.C., and then there I pulled, I think it was... I kind of forget, I think it was 50 pounds, 50 pound sturgeon, which was cool, but ice fishing, I've never pulled anything to brag about, even the sturgeon was small for a sturgeon, like it wasn't, nothing great.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I guess that is the one rough thing about the lake that we're from, is uh, you really can't pull any monsters out of there
1: it's true and then usually like you just catch a buzz before you catch a fish and then you're kind of like okay well i don't care about fishing anymore yeah let's <laughs> just i'll get
0: back to the house and go do some more drinking
1: <laughs> yeah exactly have a fire. <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah so definitely nothing to brag about and like any of my fishing <laughs> <laughs> all right
0: <laughs> you'll get there one day um, I hope so, yeah. <laughs> Alright, uh, so I'm starting to build, like, a hype-up playlist uh, that all of my guests build. Uh, so what are your three hype-up songs? Oh my gosh, that's so hard.
1: Um, <laughs> there's so many. Uh... <laughs> oh, yeah. Um... Hmm, okay. I really like... I like some of the oldies. Um, so one of my hype-up songs is I'm Still Standing by Elton John
0: classic I love but,
1: it I always listen to that when I'm paddle boarding <laughs> and it's just it makes me so happy <laughs> um and then I suppose oh that's a hard question Angus
0: um, I know that's why I leave it for the end <laughs> yeah that's a tough one
1: um and also there's Oh, byob by System of a Down. Classic. I love that song. And then I would go with, hmm, maybe wind it up by Bare Naked Ladies. I feel like I could think of some better ones, but right now it's like the first three that came to my mind. Wind, but it, wind it up by Bare Naked Ladies is
0: also a great one tune. of them. That's a that's a great yeah. uh, three three song playlist right there.
1: Oh well, thank you. I do approve. Well, <laughs> that is such a tough question, though. Oh, I my know. Gosh. <laughs> That's why you leave it
0: for the end, and then just throw people off. You're like, oh, what are my hype up songs? <laughs> yeah, it's alright. But
1: yeah,
0: but, good question. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for your time. I had so much fun doing this with you.
1: Yeah, thank you, Angus. And I'm glad that I could help, and thank you for having me. That was fun.
0: Yeah, and all the best, Tia, and hopefully someone's listening that's like, hey, I need an intern uh, for whenever you're done school, so if I get a message from someone, I'll let you know.
1: <laughs> yeah, please do. I'm ready. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> all 16 of my listeners, <laughs> they could help.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> Don't worry, there's Perfect. actually more, but uh, I just say there's only 16. <laughs> Listen, you don't get sponsorship money With only having 16 listeners Yeah, that's true, right? Yeah. Alright Well, you have yourself a fab- fabulous day And uh, happy birthday in a few days Because I know that's coming up
1: Okay, oh, hey, thank you yeah
0: forgot about that <laughs> Alright, have a good one, Brittany
1: You
0: too, All right. Peace um... out, bye Alright, that was Brittany Burge, who is going to be graduating here in the spring slash possibly the fall. So, if you happen to be looking for an intern, let me know so I can let Brittany know and get you guys connected. But thank you so much for listening. It was fabulous today. Um, if you want to follow me on Instagram or Facebook, Slice of Beef Pod. And yeah, have yourself a fabulous day. Stay safe, stay warm, and I'll catch you around. How do you like it, sir? Rare.